Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello and welcome to our final spoiler-free slash spoiler review of the year. Our final look at a new movie for the year. Uh, our long-awaited end to Matrix Month uh, as we get to talk about The Matrix Resurrections, that movie that is something. <laughs> Still trying to work it out a couple days later. Um, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of questions and uh, i'm sure ben's gonna have even more questions than i do <laughs> if past episodes hold true um <laughs> boy am i excited about this one i've been holding in for a couple days uh my name is colin and knuckle up and good luck and my name is ben and this movie is gonna be legend wait for it sorry i'm still waiting for it to be <laughs> still waiting still waiting so i'll be here for a while so you may as well continue <laughs> Uh, we'll be back next year to finish that sentence. Um, yep. <laughs> I'm oh wow, this is like I, I don't think I've ever struggled this much for a review. Jamie and I tried to record something in the car on the way home, uh, and I basically could give no real opinion at all. I, I, and the next day, I was telling people uh, about it, and I'm like, the same sentence just keeps coming out of my mouth. I'm like, I don't know whether I love this movie, whether I hated it, whether I kind of liked it, whether I kind of hated it whether I still don't know what's going on. Like it is just different. And then people would ask me like, okay, but it's definitely got to be better than the sequels. Right. I'm like, I, parts of it. Yes. Other parts of it. Definitely not. Like this is such a weird, I don't, I, I struggle to even call this a movie. Like it, it, this isn't me knocking it. It's just like, what did I just watch? <laughs> it's definitely out there. Yeah. I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. Like, yeah, everything you say is true. Like it's it's odd, it's weird. Um it just I can see what they're trying to do, but it just it doesn't it doesn't feel like a Matrix movie. Like I I don't know, like it's just this like if somebody asked me does uh, is it better than the sequels? No, this 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 has the last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker effect. They made Force Awakens better. This <laughs> makes the sequels better. Um, like it, cause again, it's, it's the prequels effect. Like the Disney sequels made the prequels more coherent and make more sense. And go, okay, well they actually made sense. They had a plot. They, they knew what they were doing. Okay. I understand what they're doing now. This made the sequels know what they're doing. Like, and it, it literally falls into the trap of what is the point of this film? Um, it also is the point of the ending that I predicted basically happened. <laughs> oh, spoiler. <laughs> Well, I don't know if it, no one listens to our shows anyway. They're not listening to this anyway. But, like, it's... And, like, I just... I, I didn't even get a vibe from anybody in this film that they were enjoying themselves. Like, like I, I felt, like, 
Carrie Moss and Keanu Reeves look amazing. Neil yeah. Patrick Harris looks amazing. Like, they look great. And this film looks great. But, like, I don't know. Keanu Reeves seemed bored. Carrie Moss seemed bored. Neil Patrick Harris was good, but not Neil Patrick Harris good. Um, the other people in it, like, I didn't like this whole motif that they were going for, like, Smith and Morpheus and stuff like that. Like, that was odd. Yeah, that's... We'll talk um, about that closer to the end. <laughs> and it's just... And it's it's the connection of, like, let's troll you with the trailer and, and bring in this... Again, like, maybe a bit in the end, but even just the constant throwbacks to the... Like, it's... it's you know, they, they joke about some of these fan services and Jurassic World literally shoves nostalgia goggles in your face. But, mm. like... In Jurassic Park, when the kid picks up the goggles and they get to the old park, you don't get a flashback to Tim in the car with goggles going, hey, remember that scene from Jurassic Park? Like this one, every five seconds. Hey, remember that scene from the Matrix movies that you watched? And like, and also two other things. I'm just saying this now in my little rant. Too much comedy for a Matrix movie. This isn't a Marvel movie. I'm sorry. I just, it doesn't work for me. And also... The action in this movie was terrible. And yes. then I read, and then I read, you know why? And this, I'm not trying to diss the Wachowskis or Lana Wachowski. They had no second unit director. Lana Wachowski directed the action. I'm like, okay, well, there's a problem. Because well, there was barely, like, the action in it was, like, just so forgettable. Like, there was, like, this is a Matrix movie. You're meant to have something that stands out in a Matrix movie, like Bullet Time, the Freeway Chase, the Smith um, Neo Battle at the End, things like that. There was nothing in this movie I can even remember happening. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm actually, I, I've been meaning to look this up for three days because something didn't sit right with me as far as the action goes. And, and just be patient if there are people out there who love this movie. We'll also say, um, <laughs> we're really not sure how to do this, but like, this is one of these movies where because the trailers give away nothing at all, I feel like a lot of what we say could be a spoiler, but at the same time, there's not a lot of spoilery stuff in this movie that we can it, give away. So we're, we're yeah. basically going to vaguely talk about this and then, Near the end, if you've seen this movie, we'll talk about some spoiler stuff. We'll tell other people to tune out. But uh, I'll get to some of the things that I actually genuinely did appreciate about this movie later. But I'm trying to find a choreographer for this movie because the original Matrix movies, uh, you know, obviously were famous for their fight choreography. And they got, you know, one of the most famous Hong Kong stunt coordinators ever to, to do these incredible martial arts battles. And I think there's there's one action sequence where there were moments of brilliance in it. But the action in this movie is some of the things that are getting the worst reviews. And, and this is coming from, for the most part, this movie's gotten decent reviews, which, again, if you look at the, the scores online, we're, we're kind of running into another Rise of Skywalker, Last Jedi here, or, or not Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> that one got terrible reviews. But uh, <laughs> we're running into a run of Last Jedi where this has gotten decent reviews, but the audience response has been pretty negative. I think some of the audience response is a little bit too harsh. I feel like some of the critics are a little bit too forgiving that's also just fitting to where I am in the middle, but even the best reviews of this movie are saying it really lacks visually and it really lacks with the, the action sequences. And to me, it's because the fight sequences aren't there. Sure. You've got Keanu Reeves, you know, a guy now in his fifties, but I've seen John wick. He can still pull off matrix action. Uh, sure. You've got, I don't know, just a bunch of random people. Maybe they didn't want to invent, maybe they didn't have the money to invest six months of training for these people, but you can do something like, even if you're not going to get the original stunt coordinator from the Matrix movies, get somebody, give it that Hong Kong influence. To me, they went so far in the other direction of wanting this to be video game-like, 
Because really, that's the basis of this is, you know, the one spoiler thing we can give away is that the reason that all these things are connected is because in this movie, Thomas Anderson has created a trilogy of video games called The Matrix, which essentially is the original movie, which poses a big problem for me when they're basically showing the video games and his clips from the movie, because that's not video games in 2002, 2003 Mm. or whatever. Um, But those movies had this action in it. Like if, if, if the movie is saying that these video games are the movies, those movies have the action. They have that, that martial arts, they have that incredible, you know, visuals. And this, it was so much stuff that was filmed up close with a lot of fast cutting. It looked like a Bourne movie and not a Matrix movie. I think it was very dark dark too. Yeah. Like visually this movie does not look like cinematography looks great, but not for Mm. a Matrix movie. Action is okay, but not for a Matrix movie. And that's like a Star Wars problem too with the sequels. They didn't feel Star Warsy because like they didn't feel like unique. Like oh, we're at a sand planet. Oh, we're at a forest yeah. planet. Oh, you, you, like cool. We've seen this a thousand times before. Again, the prequels they made it unique. They made it different. It felt start like no matter what you say about the prequels, they feel like Star Wars films. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, and this isn't a like we just talked about Spider Man. We talked about No Time to Die. No Time to Die feels like a Bond film. Spider Man feels like a Spider Man film. You know, th- this doesn't feel like a Matrix film to me. And, like, yeah, the action is just such, you know, a standout point. Even people, again, if you hate the sequels, will still, like, they talk about the freeway chase scene. You know, they and even we joked in our recaps, like, oh, it's been 10 minutes, better have an action scene. But, like, like it still felt like even it can reloaded when he just randomly has that fight. Like, I had to see if, you know, you were really <laughs> yeah. who you are. It's still, like, like a cool kung fu fight. The one sort of kung fu-y sort of fight scene replicating the Morpheus-Neo fight from the first one with Diet Coke Morpheus. God, he's terrible. <laughs> um, like, oh, just... And Diet Coke Smith. Oh, God, just stop it. Um, yeah, you obviously disagree with me. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> no, like, no, no, the, well, no, I don't. Uh, well. <laughs> the, the fight scene that they have is just... It's terrible. It's so bad. Mm. And, like, and, like, again, like, just... I love Keanu Reeves, but, like... How do you make Keanu Reeves bored? Like, I mean, this guy's yeah. the nicest, most... Like, he just looked like he was sleeping through this movie and carrying on... Mo- like, I swear, every scene she was in, she did the same... She said the same lines. Like, <laughs> oh. Like, I seriously swear, like, except for the final scene. And, like, and like Neil Patrick Harris, like, again, going back to the acting, but it's just like, you look, he was just on the cusp of being Neil Patrick Harris. Like, oh, here he goes. Here he is. Here he is. Oh, no. Okay, no, he's not. Um, It's just... I don't know. It's just... It's kind of like when we did Pluto Nash. It's like, just... Just be funny. Just like, be funny. Just, just be just, Matrix. Just be Matrix. <laughs> just like do the Matrix thing. <laughs> do stuff. Um, yeah. Anyway, apparently Christina Ricci. I, I know who Christina Ricci is now that I looked her up, but I did not recognize yeah. that as being Christina Ricci. I'm like, oh, it's okay. just a cameo. Like, wasn't she in Speed Racer for the Wachowskis? Before? Never seen Speed Racer. So I, I think she do. was. It, it, like, I know that she was one of the heavily promoted people, and it's a cameo in this movie. I mean, there's no significance to her role. Um, I'm, well, I wanna, there's no I significance s- to one of the returning characters in this movie. No significance to his role. Oh, I'm going to say both of them. Um, but, <laughs> oh, even, uh, yeah, Jada Pinkett Smith as well. Oh, yeah, or three of them. There, there we go. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, let me let me say one of the things that I I was telling Jamie in the sequence that we record the sequence, the action sequence on the way home. It <laughs> was one. very slippery. I'll say that it rained that day, so it was very slippery. But uh, uh, put some Don you know, Davis what? music. <laughs> 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 
dun 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 dun. <laughs> we should have had that playing. Uh, but uh, it's not even worth airing because honestly, I couldn't get an opinion out. Jamie accidentally hit the stop button in the middle of her speaking. So she just we're not two hours it, but... and four hours or five well, hours. How long this fucking movie went off? Keanu Reeves, come on. You know, I, I, I still don't know. I've been ranting to her as much as I can in the last couple of days. I've been telling her some of the things I liked about the movie the last couple of days. I still have yet to get any opinion out of her other than, yeah, you know, I'll never turn down Serena Canaries for two and a half hours. Like, that's all I got out of her. So well, he, he's shirtless. I will say, just sorry, before, just one thing before I forget. I literally looked at my watch like six times in this movie. I'm like, oh my God, I've got still <laughs> an hour and a half to go. Like, like generally this year, like with Spider-Man and No Time to Die, two movies that breezed by. Whereas this one, I'm like, oh my God, like seriously. Like at one point, I lived, like, I've never walked out of a movie in my life. That wasn't that bad. Like I've, I've sat through worse movies than this. But like I legitimately at one point was like, oh my God, this has like an hour and a half to go. Isn't it on HBO Max? I'll just download it and go watch it at home. Like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get done in time before like Colin's ready to record. But I'm like, no, I spent for the VMAX. I better like, you know, stay V-Max for the movie. is always worth it. Yeah. But, but getting on to some positive, um, and this is almost a backhanded compliment to this movie, but uh, all I could really say to Jamie when we got out of the theater is, you know, you know, I, I don't know whether I loved it, I don't know whether I hated it, but I appreciate this. And I appreciated that they went with something original because we've gotten so bogged down with these. Uh, yes, there's a lot of fan service in this movie done differently, kind of like Spider-Man No Way Home. But we've been so bogged down with these movies that I've been mentioning over and over again about uh, the, the Star Wars sequels and uh, the Ghostbusters Afterlife where we're just going to Space Jam New Legacy to a certain extent. We're going to make a sequel because we don't want to alienate the original fans, but we're basically just going to remake the original movie. And I got really worried when that final trailer came out that was just showing all of the side-by-side shots of the original movies with this. That's where I actually started to worry. I'm like, oh, this movie might just be that. It might just be Ghostbusters Afterlife. It might just be, you know, the Star Wars sequels. And I had a dream, uh, I think two or three days before the movie. I had a dream. Martin. (laughs) <laughs> it's a pleasure to but, meet you. It's an honor, sir. <laughs> it wasn't even something I had thought about, but this was, I think, the day that the reviews started coming out, and I, I was very carefully reading reviews, and one of the things that I was trying to pick apart from these reviews was people couldn't pinpoint what this movie was. They're like, is it a reboot? Sort of, but not really. Is it a remake? Sort of, but not really. Is it a sequel? Sort of, but not really. Uh, I think the only word that I saw come up that kind of made sense now I've seen this movie is it's a remix more than anything else. Uh, but what I started to worry about, it was I had this dream that night and in my dream, I was watching this movie and the movie was that Keanu Reeves was playing a guy named Thomas Anderson and the Matrix movies existed. He was basically in our real world and people talked about the Matrix movies. You could buy them off a DVD shelf and he's a guy who looked like Keanu Reeves. And one day, all of a sudden, people showed up and said, the Matrix is real. And he's like, really? Can I go in? And they basically did away with the original. Oh, yeah, those original stories, those were just quest. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what I imagined. Um, But I appreciate that this movie did do something different. And, you know, without giving it too much away, we'll kind of give away a little bit on the end. You know, essentially, the video game developer thing, you know, it's very self-aware. It's a little bit too meta. But at the same time, I thought it was clever that he exists in this world. What I really loved was that you spend this movie kind of question, or he spends this movie questioning his sanity because they say he has some legitimate mental issues. (laughs) And I think at one point when he's seeing stuff like, oh, wait, the Matrix is real. Morpheus is real. All this is happening. uh, I think his psychiatrist or whatever even says, you know, you're having a major psychotic break. And they held off long enough in this movie 
where I started to question. I'm like, wait, like, like, are they ever going to get there? And I think the anticipation is built up to me. So when we eventually do get to what is the matrix that we're seeing in this movie, what is different? What is the same? It was almost like a bit of a relief. I'm like, oh, it wasn't just all a dream, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying, but I don't agree with it. I, I think a big issue that I have, and this is a lot with modern cinema, is that why can't you just make a sequel? Why can't we just say this is mm-hmm. 18 years later and it's a sequel? We we never get this anymore. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to th- scratch my brain like Superman Returns obviously did that back in 2006. That was what a direct sequel to what Superman mm-hmm. 4. Tron um, Legacy 10 years ago. Terminator Salvation was the last Terminator one that kind of... I mean, yeah. okay, Dark Fate technically is, but, like, it, it, it they had to retcon and reboot and do whatever the fuck they had to do, right? Yeah. Um, Even, like, Jurassic World, yeah, but it's still a case of... Like, Superman Returns doesn't shove things down your throat, like, oh, this is a sequel, remember this, remember that. Like, mm-hmm. whereas Jurassic World, like, hey, that last park was legit, man, and, like, you know, like, just kind of... <laughs> Things like that that they deliberately throw down your face. Like, why is Hollywood so scared to just make a sequel? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I get this whole nostalgia. I get all this sort of stuff. I understand it. But, like, and, again, I'm probably being a bit of a hypocrite having loved Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean. But it handled okay, it, it have, differently. That movie really handled thing. it. Yeah, you're right. It handled it differently. and It made it the story. And as we said, that was fan service done right. Well, yeah, it handled the story. Like, it didn't feel like it was just complete, like, whatever. Even, like, I'm not the biggest Daniel Craig era of Bond films fans, but, like, No Time to Die at least felt like a fucking Bond film. I could watch No Time to Die in isolation, I feel, still, without having seen any of the Craig movies, and it's just a standard Bond film. You know, like, yeah, you I need to know the other ones mainly, but, like, you know, it's still... I feel like I watch it in isolation, but is this... Like, it just... It just, it's just too much. And, like, that's just what annoys me about this. And, that, like, to be honest with you, like, yeah, I didn't like this film, but I'm not super mad because I didn't have any expectations going into mm-hmm. this film. You know, so this is where, at the end of the day, I don't like it, but I'm not, like, sure. It's not, I'm, I'll probably not think about this much after tonight. <laughs> like, because it's just like, I didn't expect much. <laughs> it didn't deliver much. Sure. Cool. That was the Matrix uh, Resurrections, but... Like, but I see what you're saying. Like, I mean, yeah, they kind of did do something. Like, and, like, the trailers, you couldn't really get much out of it. And from what you were trying to pinpoint out of it, you really didn't get, like, even, like, the one-liners and all the things you get in the trailers, like, kind of swept under the rug pretty quickly. And it's kind of, oh, yeah. okay, that, that's the direction they went. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, there's a lot of, it's a Matrix movie. There's lots of plot holes in it. But, um. Yeah, no, I don't, yeah. I don't know what else to say. All right, well, yeah. let's let's get people who haven't seen the movie to tune out now because I got a couple things I actually want to give away. Yeah, <laughs> Wait we, for our best of in a couple of no days. Time, no time for you. <laughs> why are you listening if you haven't seen this movie? Why, why do you listen to this show if you don't see things? Like, By the way, I want to pinpoint... you're blind, you can't see things. But like, as if like... <laughs> but then why are you listening to an episode on The Matrix that you can't watch? But maybe they like have those audio... Yeah, I love those. Oh, look things. at me! Look at me being uh, being very judgmental towards blind people. <laughs> but like, well, I think we've had this before about like, and good for you for being blind. Like, you, you, you're <laughs> good for you. you. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it like you're is better it... than I am because like you can do shit without seeing? If I got like blind Daredevil. like tomorrow, I would be like a wimp and I would complain all the time and I wouldn't like you're you're better uh, than I, I am. Be you're blind. Blind. Yeah, I don't want to be blind. I don't want to be blind. Boo hoo! This is fair. Um, just if you're blind, good for you. Pet your, pet, pet your guide dog for me. 
All right. So uh, as I think most people kind of knew, Morpheus is back. Smith is kind of back. Easy though. Like, <laughs> here's my biggest problem with this movie. And I have been dissecting this more than anything else over the last couple of days. Uh, obviously, the Wachowskis, when they wrote this movie, or or and they've got other screenwriters in here. Uh, I actually feel like that was one of the things that helped <laughs> this movie slightly is the dialogue is slightly better. We didn't have as much of this back and forth, half finished sentences, questions, things, uh, but uh, they still do have nines like mo- lines like Mojo Rising and Knuckle Up. So uh, <laughs> can't have that much of an uh, impact with the new screenwriters. But um, when they're writing this, they obviously thought to themselves, we want to bring back Smith. We want to bring back Morpheus. And then Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving say no. Uh, so they say, fine, let's find a way to replace Morpheus and find a way to replace Smith in a way that makes sense. And it kind of makes sense. Uh, mm. I guess, well, if you, so when, when you consider, this is how I feel like it makes sense. When you consider that the only two people who are actually plugged into this matrix that are from the real world are Neo and Trinity, it makes sense that the other characters look different, especially since even Morpheus is a program in this movie. But what doesn't make sense is that they don't add anything to this story. That was my biggest frustration. Morpheus, yeah. you could tell that they wrote a script where they're like, we feel obligated to put Lawrence Fishburne into this movie. And then he said, no, that should have been there out because there's no way to work more. This movie takes place, the real world sequences take place 60 years in the future. There's no need to have Morpheus in this movie. There's no need to have Smith in this movie. The only reason Smith really exists in this movie is to A, give you that callback, but as far as the story goes, to distract the audience away from the real villain, which is Neil Patrick Harris. So fine, you can have some Smith thing in here, but it's unnecessary. You could have just had this be any villain. The only reason Smith needs to be in this movie is so the audience doesn't suspect Neil Patrick Harris is the villain. And the only reason Morpheus is in here is because they feel like they needed to bring in that character because he was part of the original trilogy. But when Lawrence Richmond says no, when Hugh Weaving says no, write the characters out. They they actually really complicate the movie for no reason. 100% agree. And this is my biggest frustration with this movie. It's I'm trying to, again, think of examples. And the only thing that I can think of is um, Terminator 3, when obviously Linda Hamilton didn't come back. So you just mm-hmm. kind of had the one scene where it's like she's dead, she died of cancer, move on. And that kind of worked. Yeah. Um, and, like, you've got a scene. We are spoiling this point, just to clarify. Yeah. So you've yeah. got the scene in, in non-Zion, which, again, a whole other <laughs> issue, uh, where you've got the statue of him. That, that's all you need. Like, because I was reading a lot about the, the Matrix lore outside of the stuff we covered, and there was the online Matrix game that ran to about 2009, 2010, mm-hmm. and that was technically canon, and, like, Morpheus dies in that. So, like, yeah. they were wondering, like, you know, like, but like it just... It, it, it makes no sense. And, like, Yahal Abdu Mateen the second, like, Black Manta, um, great in Aquaman. W- one of the best things about that movie. I'd barely even recognise him as that in this movie. <laughs> um, and so Jonathan Groff, who I legitimately thought was, um, uh, what's his face from No Time to Die for a while, Billy Magnuson. I legitimately oh, yeah. thought it was him. But now yeah, I think about it, I'm like, he would have been 10 times better. Billy yeah. Like, I want to see that smile. Like, because, like, it just, I think it bothers me more with Jonathan Groff because, like, Hugo Weaving is Smith. Mm-hmm. And, like, even the guy that played Bane is Smith. Yeah. This guy, like, even when he does the Mr. Anderson that you see in the trailer, he just, he doesn't have, and he's got no chemistry with Neo. Like, yeah. none at all. And, like, he's just, and, like, that's where I didn't get the plot because it's, like, okay, so Neil Patrick Harris is evil 
but then Smith kills Neil Patrick Harris, and now Smith is killing everyone, but then Neil <laughs> Patrick, like, I'm like, huh? Um, and, like, because then all of a sudden I'm thinking, like, I, I, I liked it. Oh, plot twist. Smith mm-hmm. is good. He helped Neo. Okay. I'm on board with that. I like it. No, nah, no, just kidding. Like, it just, and it, like, I almost, I almost got a bit of a vibe there that they were shipping Mr. Uh, Smith and, and Neo as a bit of a couple. <laughs> like, just, I'm like, didn't see no, that they, coming, they, but Yeah, like, I'm they hooked board. up one night, and yeah. that's why there's the awkwardness. But, like, but I'm, like, 100%, like, if you can't, like, and I think Hugo Weaving, it came down to scheduling conflicts. Mm-hmm. I think he wanted to do it, but he just, he couldn't do it because of his filming. And I, I, I think, was that the same with Lawrence Fishburne? I think so, yeah. Um, but, like, again, like, hold out or just don't have them. Because, like, Morpheus kind of, I think, got, you know, shafted in the sequels, but he was still important. Um, yeah. Whereas Smith is the importantness, importantness of it. But it's, like, it just, it's just wasted and, like, it's just dumb. Don't get me started on the Merovingian guy. Oh, like, that was unnecessary. what the fuck was the point of that? Oh, um, did you catch the other, if you want to call it, call it kind of cameo? It's not a character that appears, but they they say one of the characters on the new ship, the new Nebuchadnezzar, they say this oh, is Roland's, Roland's granddaughter or something. Oh, but, yeah. And here's a funny thing, because I, I asked Jamie, I'm like, OK, so did you know who because I was trying to explain why they didn't need to have that in the movie? I'm like, did you know whose granddaughter is it? Yeah, that other captain guy, you know, the one that uh, she was talking about Ballard. And I'm like, no, why? Because she was black. Yeah. Said, yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. It was the old white guy that she was the granddaughter. He goes, oh, was there an old white guy? Why are we having a moment where they're saying, oh, this is Roland's granddaughter. Roland had a granddaughter. The audience, even the most diehard fans are sitting there saying, which one was Roland? Yeah, I'm thinking like from the Lost World, like Roland. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah and like, no, I'm with you. But like, but on the flip side, we that's where you maybe get a flashback. Whereas when we get um, yeah. Sati, <laughs> we have the flashback. Like, yeah. it's like. I, like, I'm not trying to, like, oh, Ben's being racist again, but, like, I'm sorry, you've got sort of, like, a character of Indian descent and we maybe had only one little girl Indian character in the whole <laughs> Matrix, so, therefore, I'm going to put two and two together and be like, yeah. yeah, that's who that is. Apparently, like, I'm still trying to work out Clayton Watson was not in this film, but it's still no. listed on IMDb as uncredited as the kid. So, unless it was Cartel, he's maybe a background a character. Maybe it's flashback, one of the flashbacks Maybe, I, I don't know, but... But this is the thing, like, this is where I'm saying have a sequel and, like, okay, sometimes with sequels you can't get, like, again, I'm bringing out Jurassic World. We got B.D. Wong. We love B.D. Wong, but, like, that's who we got. Jeff Goldblum comes back for five minutes in Fallen Kingdom and, yeah, we're about to get the original trio back in in Dominion. But, like, yeah, this is a movie that you think Matrix, you think Keanu Reeves, you've got Carrie Moss, great. But like, I still feel you need that extra hook, even if like you're not going to get Lawrence Fishburne, but you've got Hugo Weaving. That that's enough. I'm not trying to take away from um, Jada Pinkett Smith because I love her, but like that was weird. Uh, yeah, um, I was like, laughing because I'm like, this is such a bad movie. Puts lady in old age makeup and she tries to sound like an, I'm yeah, an old I'm an old lady. <laughs> she really like it. Really seemed weird. Like it seemed like a Saturday Night Live sketch or something. Yeah. Um, and gotta say it. They kind of paint her off as a bit of a villain. She's completely right. Like, I still don't. Uh, I yes. Just, I do not understand why at the end of the day they said, like, because what does supporting Neo to go bring Trinity back achieve this city? They're fucking mm-hmm. grown strawberries and have achieved peace and harmony with the robots. 
yay, Team Human, go, living in peace and harmony. We welcome our new dolphin overlords with open arms. Like, like great, you've done it. But so then fucking Neo just waltzes back in. Bitch, please, I want to go get my woman. No, you can't. Well, I'm not listening to you. Well, we'll help you then. Okay, why? <laughs> See, this is one of the spoiler things I really wanted to talk about because uh, what happened in these 60 years is I love that Neil has this question. Another thing I appreciate about this movie is the way that they fill in the gaps for that 60 yeah. years. Uh, because he says, so there was never peace. The machines lied to us. It was, no, there was peace for a while. Like it's never going to last forever. But the whole idea is the real peace we got wasn't between humans and machines. It was that the machines started to fight each other because some of those machines mm, became- I like that too self-aware enough where that, that's such an interesting idea for a sequel so here the humans they're not really at war with, with the machines but what niobe is saying it's it's not even just about okay fine i'm glad you're back neo good to see you but we've moved on from line. the one yeah exactly but what she has a line in the movie or he has a line or something like that saying you know uh you're trying or the other new captain who was one of the new characters i like the new morpheus i um, hated all of the new characters oh, None I, of them I, I didn't anything. I didn't mind her because they actually gave her a bit of the, the other characters are just Did so they? background. Like, well, this is one of the problems with having to have, we have to have Smith in here. We have to have Morpheus is that all the other background characters on the ship, the other crew were given zero development. Mm. Uh, whereas the captain at least had a little bit of development. We, we had a yeah. backstory. We got to see that moment with her seeing Neo in his real form or whatever. Yeah. But uh, but with the, the line that she, I think she has in Niobe where she says, you know, you're sitting here trying to grow fruit and there's still people to be unplugged. Uh, we need to free minds. There's nothing wrong with these people who if they want. To, they even say, listen, if we're going to get Trinity out, it has to be her choice. Mm. So why are you making this a war to free minds of people who are happy inside of the matrix? They even say we have created a matrix that people accept and they use Neo and Trinity to do this. So fine. You got Neo out. Niobe's basically saying, listen, Let's not start another war here by messing with their matrix. These people want to be plugged in and we have been able to make friends with the machines. And look at this. We have been able to grow fruit, plants, you know, all with the machines help. She is in the right in this movie. And, and I yeah. don't know why she's supposed to be the villain. And that, and to me, the most interesting stuff about this movie was the real world stuff. I wanted to learn more about this mm -hmm. new city and how they're like, that's the sequel I want. Like, it's kind of cool. Like it's, um, you know, like, I didn't really find any of the Matrix. And, like, they just made the Matrix stuff so convoluted, even more so than the other Matrix yeah. movies. Like, at least I can probably literally work out what all that means in the first three when it goes to plugging into the Matrix and doing this. This, it was like... And then, okay, so, like, what I was saying before about how my guess about how this movie ends is kind of how it ends. Mm -hmm. Like, so Trinity's the one now, right? Is that what I'm basically yeah. led to imply? Like, well, no, no, like, no. I called it... It's, well, yes and no. See... This is one of the things where I'm like, okay, if they had just done, no, Trinity was always the one. It was never Neo. I would have been like, you're doing away with the original trilogy. You know, it's, it's the same way that I can't watch the Star Wars sequels because they never find a way to properly explain why we got this happy ending to Return of the Jedi. And it's like, oh, the Death Star is destroyed, but we're already working on a bigger one. Uh, oh, the Emperor is dead, but he's not really dead. You know, oh, the Empire is destroyed, but we're still in Civil War. Like, it basically does away with the original trilogy. If they had done that with Trinity, it would have done away with it. But what I liked about this is that Neo is still the one because he was born inside of, he was created out of the original Matrix. Because this movie is a whole new Matrix, something completely different. The one can't be part of this, but they have basically plugged Neo and Trinity into this. 
So the way the ending works is that it's not Neo and Trinity. It's only if they're together. Because they even mentioned a couple of times during the movie. It's like, as long as uh, we okay. can keep you guys apart and unconnected, it was fine. So the idea isn't necessarily that Trinity's the one. It's that Trinity and Neo together have now become a new one because this is a different Matrix. And Neo wasn't necessarily born into this. They both were. Uh, and that makes a lot more sense. And I'm okay with it the way you explain it. But again, at the end of the day, it's still like, you don't need to add that level. The Trinity's a badass already. Like it's, it's not mm-hmm. like, and like, and I will say like they don't emphasize like, Oh, a woman, like she's, you know, like <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But like, again, it's just Trinity is already Trinity. Like you don't need to add extra layers to her to make her more awesome. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't need Trinity to fly. I don't need Trinity to do this. Like Trinity's just Trinity, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, like I, I kind of get, get that, but, um, God, that post credit scene was shit. Oh, wow. And, you know, I, I was waiting because I, I, whenever I would go into a movie now, at least, you know, a movie that I figure might, if we're going in to see West Side Story, I'm not going to Google and see, do they have post credit scene in West Side Story? to see West Side Story? <laughs> if it gets nominated for Best Picture, I'll have to. But uh, I always Google. So I Googled post credit scene Matrix Resurrection. I'm like, oh, there actually is one. So we have to stick around for yeah. it. And I've Me never too. seen a post credit scene and and actually been like angry like why did i wait for that like that's so dumb literally in the cinema like as soon as the wb logo come up there was this silence and then you hear this like it was literally like, like i'm like i feel like saying thanks jack that's exactly how i feel <laughs> like the cat tricks i'm like huh like at uh, least like one of my favorite random ones was um was a homecoming with the uh the the Captain the America trailer? one ever 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 wanted ever have you ever waited around for something and oh, just yeah. felt disappointed yeah yeah how many more things have I got to do <laughs> 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 like I love that post credit like that was fucking hilarious um but yeah I was like because I'm thinking to myself I'm thinking like okay this is like because when the when the credits roll I'm thinking. What does Colin possibly want to talk about spoilers at the end? I'm like, oh, there must be something. Like, maybe this is where the kid returns in the post credit scene. And, like, maybe, like, something cool happens. I'm thinking, or maybe Liv Tyler finally is a woman in the red dress. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, there's got to be something. And then when that happened, I said, I'm literally that guy. Did, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like, that's me. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like, fucking hell. Uh, now, as far as the. Um the the smith and morpheus thing like this is where they spent way too much time trying to explain it in the movie where Mm. i don't feel like they ever successfully explained it because there is no reason why morpheus especially would be in this um with a completely different appearance but uh one thing that i may i I only got two and a half hours sleep the night before this movie i only got two and a half hours sleep the day before that could have gotten two and a half hours sleep through this movie i could have yeah (laughs) but uh one of the things that i was trying to figure out if they ever explained and that would take a repeat viewing to figure it out is why this whole self you know referencing thing needed to exist in here if it other than the wachowskis wanted to kind of make a commentary on sequels and reboots and all that which is you know it's fine it's clever in its own right but in this story i i came up with a theory but i don't know if it was explained in the movie so this might be the one time where you followed something closer than i did because maybe you had more sleep uh but i doubt it uh this is bad uh so the reasoning why if they want to have him believe this is a matrix they would have him be thomas anderson and know that the matrix existed and be a game developer why they would create this world I don't remember if they ever explained. The only thought that I really had was that 
if he's all already going to have these memories and they can't control whether he has the memories, they would try to create an artificial world so that he would question his sanity as opposed to in the original movie. It was all about, I, I've always felt there was something not right with the world. So instead they created this world around him where the matrix is a real thing. And it had a trilogy and Warner brothers owns it. No, that, that was kind of weird only because then you can make this character think, Oh, these memories aren't memories. It's just the stuff that I came up with in my head. Yeah, and that's what I assumed it was too. Um, I mean, my issue with that, like, like, haha, meta, let's do that. But, like, why do they make it games? Why like, can't they just say they're yeah. movies? Like, yeah, exactly. Because like, they're showing you movies. They're not showing you video game animation. And, like, I'm sorry, Carrie-Anne Moss at, like, 50 or whatever. I don't see Carrie-Anne Moss going home and going, I'm going to play the Matrix trilogy yeah. video games. <laughs> like, when she's like, oh, I went and played, I went home and played it. Like, just have them as movies. Mm-hmm. Like, that. that is funny. Like, I mean, that kind of is very meta. And like, you know, so like the whole sequence is like, oh, we're going to make the Matrix 4. What makes the Matrix the Matrix? Um, and it's just kind of like, well, this would be funnier if you still stuck to the fact that they were movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that, like that, you know, like, uh, that's how I kind of got it. But then like, that's where things kind of got weird and convoluted when they're trying to explain Neil Patrick. So Neil Patrick Harris is meant to be the, the new architect. The is new he, architect, that what they're yeah. trying to say? And then like when he's saying like, oh, I use bullet time against you and kind of all this sort of stuff. And it's like, but then you show Smith who's then super fast. So that, but like, but we already got in the trilogy that Neo's faster than the agents. So why isn't Neo able to like, oh, and I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> um, but like, and it's just like fucking Neil Patrick Harris should be hamming this shit up. He's Neil Patrick Harris. Like, Although I, mean, I will say, he is the one who has the most fun in this movie. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I do, but, like, I, I know he can be more fun. Like, and that's yeah. my problem. Like, I, he's probably the best thing in this movie. I love Neil Patrick Harris, but, like, I just, I wanted him. It's kind of like, you still haven't seen Sonic, but, like, Jim Carrey is classic Jim Carrey in that movie. He is 1990s The Mask Jim Carrey. And, like, that's what we want. Like, oh, yes, there is. And that's what Harp is brilliant about Sonic is how Jim Carrey, you just are taken back to how good he can be. That's kind of what I want. That would be like in Sonic if, Neil, if Jim Carrey turned himself up to a six and was like, okay, but he's nearly there. Just just, just, just be Jim Carrey. <laughs> like, like you kind of like, just, just be Neil Patrick Harris. And like, he's like at a six. I wanted my Neil Patrick Harris to be at a ten. So that was my thing with it. But, you know, you're like, he is. And he looks good, like. I haven't seen him. Oh, yeah. or, how many mother ended? What like five, six, seven years ago? I've never seen Gone Girl or anything, but he's looking good. He's got to be in his fifties, surely. Neil Patrick Harris. Well, let me see. He was Doogie Howser as a teenager, and that was what eighties, nineties. So I mean, he if he's not, he's getting there. Forty-eight. So oh, might as well be fifty. Looking good, NPH. <laughs> yeah, what a man! <laughs> what a man! Um, I, I will say, I, I do feel like Keanu Reeves is having a little bit of fun in this, but there's something odd about his performance, which to me, I chalk up to, I, this is kind of what I want. Like Keanu Reeves has that energy still. When we did the review of Bill and Ted Face the Music, I think that was one of the things that like, we thought Keanu Reeves would just be, you know, the serious Keanu Reeves because the promotion showed nothing, but like he was having fun. He was smiling. Yeah. He was joking. He had tons of the John Wick movies. He's very calm, but he's got this energy to him. The fact that he seemed more bored than usual to me, I feel like was a character choice more than anything else because they do make a point to mention his age in this movie, which I liked some of the little things they had about, you know, Neo, you've been out of this for 20 years, you know, and they had that one fight sequence, the Merovingian 
army or whatever, which is, Ugh. that was like, I was so excited for the Merovingian and it was, it was literally just, Hey, we need to put him in this movie. Where are we going to insert him? Like Morpheus. But, I, I actually think that's just Lambert Wilson just wanted on set one day. Like, <laughs> I haven't acted yeah. in years. <laughs> what did you filming a Matrix movie? Fuck you. I will do cameo for sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Have a shower. No, I haven't eaten in three days. You're not the Wachowski but- brothers. Uh. <laughs> Something looked different about you. Why is your hair pink? It must be the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> what are those things on your chest? <laughs> but uh, like they, they mentioned, hey, listen, we just took on an army of aging, you know, out of shape programs and we struggled to get through this and then the flying part the one part i really genuinely did laugh and i also feel like it wasn't just like one of these wink uh, lines is when he tries to fly and he's like nope not uh, happening <laughs> because I, again I, making- I disagree i, I but, saw but, that coming i'm like oh they're gonna well of make course i saw it coming but, but what i like is they made this part of his character because you didn't have to have keanu reeves if you had just had a guy in his 50s who is clearly not able to keep up the way he was before, then you have to make those jokes like this. You have to have him be a little bit more of an old man, be a little bit more of a joke. But like the John Wick movies proved Keanu Reeves is in better shape now than he was probably in the original Matrix movies. So I feel like a lot of what they did with him, which I liked making the character different, making him age, and the fact that he's not the one in this Matrix, you know, because it's not the Matrix he was born into. I didn't mind that. I get it. But at the same time, like, can't they just program him to be better? Like, it's, <laughs> well, it's he's not Matrix. a program, but but I don't know. Like, it just yeah. They like, could like, well no he yeah because they're plugged in still. So why couldn't they just we're gonna give you all the updated kung fu when he when he's literally like I still know kung fu like like it's it's a computer world can't you literally be like oh he's old and croaky oh anti yeah. um <laughs> you, you know arthritis code um the one thing you kind of groaned at before you didn't agree with me was the comedy. Like I, I just, it didn't feel straight. Like it, it wasn't like Marvel, Marvel. Like it was kind of just in that opening mm. sort of montage sequence where it was like, you know, okay. It, it that just felt so out of place in this movie to me. It just, well, it, no, there, that was, part not I there wasn't, there was not that there wasn't some funny bits in the matrix, but like the matrix trilogy never used the comedy to be completely over the top. It was never marvelly. It was never like, you know how it was, but like, I just something felt out of place to me when they use some of the comedy in this. I'm like, oh, it just doesn't fit a Matrix movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I what I do like about the comedy, and again, having different writers involved in this movie, not just the Wachowskis, is that the jokes were funny. But, but you are right. They don't belong, especially in the Matrix sequences here. Now, the, I'm sure people are going to try to explain this. The Wachowskis are trying to explain away the fact that this Matrix world doesn't look artificial. That's one of the other problems I had the look of the original matrix movies, the matrix looked artificial. There was something about it that didn't look like the real world. This just looks like the real world. It looks beautiful. You know, it's well lit. It's well filmed, but it, it, it doesn't look artificial. And the fact that all the characters were making those jokes, that's what doesn't fit it. Cause I feel like there should be a bit of sterileness to it, especially when you're dealing with programs and all that. Like, I, I don't feel like the jokes belonged in the Matrix sequences. You want to put more humor in the real world. I felt like they handled the humor very well in this movie as opposed to the, the originals. But they didn't give that artificial feeling. It actually made it seem too real world. You know, one thing I randomly sort of not on what you're talking about, but I get and like it kind of annoyed me that they use like a real city. Like, because I mean, you never got a yeah. distinguished city in the trilogy, whereas this is clearly San Francisco and you see things that say San Francisco. Um, there was a massive plot hole and I can't remember the specifics of it, but when you have Sati and she's all like, oh, my dad did this and programmed it this way or it was him who did this. Um, 
was he the one who like programmed it so Neo would come back or something like that? Or like, oh, he deliberately did it so that Neo would die. So, you know, what doesn't make sense is at the end of Matrix Revolutions and Sachi's like, will we ever see him again or something like that? And the Oracle was like, yes, I think we might. Like, shouldn't she know? Like your daddy's (laughs) building this to like make it so, you know, like... Like, it just, I don't know, there was something around that. Well, I was they, like, wait, that makes her line at the end of Re- uh, Revolutions redundant. Well, I mean, we also know that the Oracle lied a lot. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's part of her programming. Where's she? I did like, like, is she I, written out of it? Like, I mean, did the, the one who replaced the one who died, did she die too? It, well, there's a reason I was thinking, you know, if you had those, this is why Niobe could have just, you could have cast a regular old lady because <laughs> these movies have to have a regular, why, why'd you have to take a young woman and put her in? Yeah, where's lady? that like whole controversy in Hollywood? Like the new thing now is yeah. like only gay actors should play gay characters. What You've, you've age washed this character. Exactly. Like Jada Pinkett Smith, where's it? There's an 80 year old acting out there in Hollywood somewhere who could have had this role. <laughs> Yeah, no, especially because the Matrix movies were some of those first movies that said we're going to use an old lady and not just make her like I'm a grandmother. Like there's a purpose to her, you know. She's 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 a hero. She's a superhero, whatever. Uh, but um, one thing that I didn't even realize because uh, the we questioned in Revolutions what the whole agreement they had with the train man was because like if this train man is supposed to be taking you to the real world or or it's the bridge between the real world, the Matrix and the real world. Where are they taking Sati? Because Sati is still inside the Matrix. But mm. then this movie kind of made me realize, oh, that was just something that was poor, like many things, something that was poorly explained in Revolutions. Uh, because what they were doing was they were saying, okay, we have found a way to get Sati free of the computer programs, where she is now her own self-willed program inside the Matrix. But they had to go to the real world. So, and, and I read this up. Sati's dad's job was apparently he was a program in charge of recycling operations, which I like that they actually worked that in to this character. Because what is he doing to Neo in this movie? He's like, we got Neo's body here. He's the one. We saw he could do some, some you know, uh, really crazy stuff. We got Trinity. Let's rebuild their bodies. Let's let's create a new matrix around them. So they actually found a way to explain something better than Revolutions did. Um, yeah. And, and Sati, I mean, you know, this, does she need to be in this movie? No, it was another character that's like, we need a character from the original movies and let's take an obscure one. Nobody remembers. Uh, but it's, I didn't quite get the whole sequence because we have Morpheus as a program when he exists in the real world, he's basically just tiny beads, you know, these yeah. little silver beads. Nanobots. Yet, nanobots. Yeah, exactly. But then Sati, who is literally just a computer program inside of the matrix we see her standing there next to Captain Bugs Bunny and whoever picking up <laughs> Trinity's body. So I'm like, how does she exist now in the real world? Because all of the robots, even the robots that are the programs or whatever that are in the new Zion, they're still all in that pixel, you know, uh, nanobot form. But yes, Sati yeah. can be a living, breathing human. And there's like, um, is it the opening of the movie where you've got the new uh guy with a headset um he's like when you see him in the matrix oh, yeah. you see like this digital transition thing one thing actually i would say that i like um it's it's they didn't avoid they didn't do like a you know a terminator where it's kind of like obviously the sequels were kind of not really that well received so they could have easily just gone oh let's ignore two and three and let's just make this a sequel to the first one like yeah i will say even though like the flashbacks and things did annoy me i did like that the wachowskis clearly well, like, no, we stand by what happened in the trilogy. Mm-hmm. This is the story of the Matrix. So, like, all of these things were, like, follow-ons from that. It's kind of like, yeah, the Star Wars sequels pretty much ignored the prequels where they could. 
Um, so like here, like I, I like the fact that the Wachowskis own that and like they didn't care that, you know, they weren't well received and just it was a following on from those. So, um, but yeah, I don't really you know, have a whole much more positive to say about this movie. I was going to say one positive that I had was I feel like they actually did a better job with the Trinity Neil love story in this than they did in, in any of the original trilogy. We questioned even in the original Matrix. So like, why is this a love story? Why does it have to be in here? Uh, and maybe it is that whole idea of, you know, the setup to they are both the one when they're joined together uh, that that makes it a better love story because they keep them apart from the majority of this movie. They have a few interactions, but there is this weird tension and there's this weird, and also the idea that like inside the Matrix, nobody else sees Keanu Reeves. They're seeing some other guy. Nobody mm. sees Carrie Ann Moss. And I liked the, the line that they have. Wonder Woman, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I like that uh, they have that line where she's talking to Neo and she's talking about having played the Matrix games, or she's talking to Thomas Anderson. And she says, I asked my husband, you know, don't I look like her? And he laughed. And then they show her reflection. It's like, well, she doesn't, but she sees herself like that. And hmm. Neo sees her. So I, I did, I, I just the way that they handled this love story and the way they kept them apart and the way that they had them interact only when needed in this movie and actually developed a connection that made sense where, especially in this world, you see why these two characters would connect more than anybody else. Whereas I don't felt, feel like we got that in the original movies. Yeah. I mean, I'd mostly agree with you with that. I think that, you know, I thought the chemistry was still there between these two, even though they just seemed bored. Um, mm. Like, and I actually, I liked it sort of on that notion of people looking different, that sort of bit, was it, was it Neil Patrick Harris or Smith say that like, rather than making our agents stand out with like glasses and whatever, we thought, well, it's easy to blend you into the real world. So you don't know what yeah. we look like. Cause like, you think to yourself like, yeah, that kind of is a plot hole in the original trilogy. That makes yeah. sense. Like, why would you make your agent so obvious what they look like? <laughs> um, so yeah. Okay. That, that's a good little fixer upper that you've done there. Um, but yeah, Karen Moss looks great. Like she's oh, got to be, how, how old is she? She's in her fifties. Yeah. She looks, she's looking good. Um, she is 54. So, yeah, she's Keanu's from BC. what, like 56, 57? Uh, that man is, doesn't have an age. <laughs> just, you just, you don't need to know his age, you know? Uh, one of the things you had mentioned, uh, about the action sequences, nothing related, and I completely agree. There is nothing action related in this movie that really stands out. I did like the way that they used instead of having to plug in and out of phone booths, they updated it where there's port- it's kind of yeah, like the, the key maker sequence, you know, mm. where you go in and then you come out another one, and it's all over the place. There is some cool inception like stuff in there, like as far as visually goes. But the, the one action sequence at the end, which again, as we said, it's too dark. You can't see what's going on. I, I actually literally told Jamie, I'm like, yeah, you know what? They, I wish they had filmed one action sequence in broad daylight because <laughs> you don't get the, the same feeling by looking at dark. But the way they incorporate it, it's a little bit cheesy, the whole video game thing. They incorporate swarm mode where agents can literally take over anybody they want. But it did add for that one incredible, uh, a couple of incredible visuals in the middle of an underwhelming action sequence when the motorbike chase, where you just have people diving out the windows. Oh, on top I like of that. It. That was that that was the one bit where I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. But yeah. um, outside of that, like even the helicopter stuff at the end was like, and even even the moments when Neo's stopping bullets, like it was just, oh, that doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, and like even like sort of the opening scene where they're kind of recreating the opening of the first one, and like you don't even get like the cool bullet time, like flip around kick of you know the faux Trinity, like it's kind of just 
like, do we have any bullet time in this movie outside of them mocking bullet time? Like, I just, I just feel like, is it just a fact yeah. that it just it doesn't age well? Because it's oh, 20 years where we're over bullet time. But like, this is what the Matrix is known for. Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like this is something you have. And like the oh, the weird, the weird one was when you would have Neil Patrick Harris again. We only call him by his actor's name. I don't care what his <laughs> character's name is. But like when he's like doing the whole like bit when he's faster than bullet time and like the, that weird like slow mo pixelation kind of like. It was weird, like, the way they edited that. Like, I didn't like mm-hmm. that. Like, that was weird. But, um, you know, the action in this, just like, God, the Matrix movies are known for this. And it's like, this is, again, like watching a James Bond movie and you go, oh, the stunts in that James Bond movie were crap. Uh, there's really not much to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> we haven't covered. Uh, not much to talk about, period, in this movie. But uh, I'm curious. I, I have a feeling I know where you're going with this. You're you're, you're probably going to bin it, I'm thinking, but maybe you'll spread yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to bin it. Like, it's, um, I just, I, I, I really honestly, like, I, I kept looking at my watch and I literally was thinking to myself, I'm never going to watch this movie again. Like, I just, I just, I just, <laughs> it's I just, the Animatrix. I yeah, I'd rather watch the Animatrix than this. <laughs> um, like, I seriously, I like, I rented the Animatrix, but like, this, I'm just kind of like, like, I would have no desire. This is kind of like if I, Everyone, like, I'm gonna rewatch the Matrix movies. I would, and I don't like not leaving things complete. But it's like I will watch Independence Day, and I will not watch the sequel. I tried to mm. watch the sequel. I got halfway through, and I'm like, no, I can't. I can't watch this. Um, you know, and I, yeah, I just, I just feel I would never watch this again. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a bin for me. You know, I'm going to rent it. Um, because I did like some of how they handled this movie. I didn't like the the movie itself. Uh, <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of things that don't work, but there are some things that I feel like really work. Story-wise, I feel like they tried harder than the sequels. The sequels really have no story whatsoever. This has a bit of a story, but they really flopped on the visuals. Uh, I'm going to go with Rent more because the movie has, it, unlike you, it actually has me curious to rewatch it because I don't know you know, if some stuff's going to hold up better, if some stuff's going to hold up worse. And I'm still trying to work out, like, what is this movie? <laughs> what is The Matrix? Mm. What is The Matrix <laughs> Resurrections? It's so unusual. Uh, and I may very well bin this the next time I watch it. I may very well buy it. I don't know. It's just, it was it was an unusual experience, but I'm glad that we got something that was different. So maybe just because my expectations were even lower than yours, <laughs> I'm going to rent it. I was going to ask you a really dumb question. I know the answer to it. What would you rather watch this or die another day? But you'd say this. So, yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, maybe. Well, that wasn't a no. Okay. I guess Die Another Day is a Bond film. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'd rather uh, watch Moonraker than this. I, I'd rather watch... Um, what's the next movie we're going to cover? Um, segue insert now. I, 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 well, Scream, I, I, Scream comes out in a week or well, two. I, yeah, oh, I I've got time. one. I was thinking, like, because I actually put a trailer for The Batman, um, and I was thinking, oh. like, well, that's probably the next movie that I will see. Because, uh, like, I'm yeah, thinking you... about... I won't see Ghostbusters because I... I mean, I'm Don't not, bother. but, like, I'm not really... And, like, doesn't... Does one of the Marvel movies come out in February? No. No, nothing till Doctor Strange in May. So, no, I'm thinking, like, I mean, unless, yeah, I maybe might see some uh, Academy Award films, depending if we're going to be able to oh, do yeah. that next year. Um, but, no, I, I legitimately... I'm thinking that no, I'm not going to be seeing anything at the cinemas of the Batman. So, and that there looks great one. on the big screen, by the way. Oh, well, I'm going to say, uh, no, I was like freaking out during the trailer. And I'd seen the trailer before, but actually seeing it on the big screen, totally different experience. Uh, and yesterday we were waiting for um, a game oh, Sonic. to... Sorry to interrupt. Sonic comes out around Sonic comes around February, March, doesn't it? Sonic 2? 
There, there's also a movie. Um, it's a it's a spy movie with like Jessica Chastain, Lapita Nyong'o, Penelope Lapita Cruz. Nwongo. <laughs> yeah, but it's like a, a big spy like Mission Impossible type movie. I'm I'm kind of excited to see that. But uh, but no, the the Batman. Uh, we, I don't know. We're not even gonna have time to do a month for that. I think we originally planned to do all the Batman movies. There's not even gonna be an opportunity anymore. But uh, thank you, release date change. But yeah, um, we're still but, kind of in that weird limbo where we don't 100 percent know what we're committing to next year, yeah. folks. Sorry about that. But we will do a review of the Batman. But we, we oh, are 100. percent uh, We're just waiting for a game Morbius. to install on the Morbius. Comes oh yeah, Morbius. Anyway. I'm curious about. But we were just waiting for a game to install on the Xbox, and uh, uh, it was gonna take 10 minutes or something like that. So I'm trying to see what's on TV last night. And Harry Potter, the Goblet of Fire was on, which I, I can't stand the Harry Potter movies. But Jamie's like, oh, let's watch this for a few minutes. And uh, Robert Pattinson came up. And I told Jamie, I'm like, I feel really weird saying this, but I am like so excited for him to be Batman. Like he looks amazing as Batman. Like I, he, he's going to blow people away. Even if, it, if it's even a fraction of what we get in the trailer, he's going to be amazing. I'm actually like, I, I agree with you. Cause like I've, I've definitely come around to Robert Pattinson. I mean, um, uh, Tenet really helped me and like mm-hmm. I'm on this weird level now where if they announce tomorrow that Robert Pattinson is James Bond I'd <laughs> yeah. be fine with that I would mm-hmm. actually be fine with that but um, I'm really excited for uh, Paul Dano because I keep forgetting oh. he's Joker and, uh, and not Joker Colin Farrell uh, Riddler sorry yeah God, I, I, every time I watch that I'm like that is not Colin Farrell <laughs> I do not believe that is. like they do a great job with the makeup and Jeffrey Wright as, as Commissioner mm-hmm. Gordon so yeah like I mean look it's kind of one of these things where it's like, do we really need it? Like, do we need another Batman? But like, it's um, you know, I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do, particularly now that we're going to get a, a Batman multiverse next year. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's kind of interesting. But um, I'm just looking here though, Colin. Uh, Downton Abbey: A New Era comes out in March. I mean, ooh, oh. lock up the excitement oh. machines. We um, should have done Downton Abbey month before uh, oh. we did the Matrix. Sonic the Hedgehog two comes out in April, actually. So I, I like again, we we're not we don't really know what we're doing here and there because of just reasons. But um, look, if we had an opportunity to do a recap of Sonic, so you could watch it, um, because <laughs> I, it just it's one of those ones that still to this day blows me away of actually how good it's. Apparently, Idris Elba is in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog two. Okay, um, so not James Bond. Or maybe he's James Bond in uh, Sonic the Hedgehog too. Maybe that's the only way he can play him. But um, yeah, this I mean, and oh, Jurassic World Dominion. Come on, folks. That's I keep yeah. forgetting. That's my baby next year. Uh, we get the gang back together. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna have to do Fallen Kingdom, and we're gonna have to do a best of the way we did for Spider Man. Oh, like I, I re-listened to all of those recently, and I still would say Lost World is one of our most underratedly <laughs> funny episodes. Seriously, that was hilarious. Um, we're so funny. Um, but like. I just, like, it's weird because, like, this year we had, like, No Time to Die. That was the focus for me. And then Spider-Man kind of came about and then I was like, oh, Matrix, you know. Whereas, like, next year, um, like, there's a few that are obviously coming, which, yeah, sure, I'll be excited for, like, you know, Shazam and, and uh, you know, Aquaman 2 and, like, some, mainly the DC ones I'm, of course, looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Elvis come out next year as well, I think, and kind of, like, oh, yeah. a few of those Doctor things. Strange. But, like, yeah, Doctor Strange. Um, and what was the other Marvel one next year that looks all right? Uh, Ant Man uh, three doesn't. Oh yeah, Thor, Natalie Portman, of course. Um, but no, I keep forgetting that we're getting a Jurassic Park movie next year. So that's mm. all of a sudden I think going to hit me, and um, yeah, bring bring me you know the the clothes. It's not going to be the clothes. <laughs> it will be until ten years time when Universal want to milk the cash yeah. cow even more. So unless but, this uh, movie breaks Spider Man No Way Home records, in which case they're going to have another Jurassic Park movie in two years. Oh, is it going to be like a multiverse? So they're going to, it's like Jeff Goldblum <laughs> going to appear like sort of thing. Oh, we're going to get like cheers like we did in Spider Man, like when Jeff Goldblum. Oh, we're going to get screen. cheers. 
Send oh, below. Oh, God, here we go. Greatest sitcom of all time. <laughs> Everybody knows your name. Uh, uh, but wow. I think the one thing that we're going to have at least something for is Oscar month. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> I, I hope it's not just me doing a two-hour review it, of all the it movies. It really might be because uh, <laughs> the Oscars earlier or later again next year, have they pushed it back to March or are we still in February? Like, what are they? What, do you know when they I are? have no idea. Yeah, I mean, look, just Ben's personal life, but like, yeah, like I don't know around February, March. He got a job. I did. Yeah, we uh, we will we will uh, be very censored on one of our podcasts. Come the Olympics, (laughs) about uh, and I gotta give a subtle plug. Channel Seven, what a great network. Seriously, Channel Seven, watch it right now. Seriously, they're Uh, great and their app, amazing. I hear that third watch. They do actually. (laughs) Like, but seriously. God, they're great at the Olympics. Just the coverage they show. Like the one event they show all the time is great. Seriously, watch it. <laughs> so good. Let's see if we can spot some cameos in the background, maybe in one of the studios. <laughs> like poking their head and, huh? Uh, <laughs> hey, but, hey, uh, everyone! Listen to all the podium! <laughs> all of our regular episodes, 24, Breaking Bad, Lost. Uh, is Lost going to be on hiatus again? Lost or is, is it gonna... on a hiatus. Um, we've just Thanks, finished Noah. the fifth season. We have recorded like the first four episodes of season six, but um, we've decided to give it a couple of months break just until we can um, – because we, we don't want to like get five episodes in and go on a break. We'd rather like, end, like pause it while we're at the end of a season. So uh, we're bringing it back in April – Hopefully, then we'll just have a smooth run through to the end. But a spoiler alert, we've literally recorded every single episode of Breaking Bad, so that's running all the way through to October. You and I are at least uh, three or four Halfway weeks ahead through. of 24. Um, so, yeah, so we do have stuff coming. Um, but uh, the hopefully, Yeah, the best of is uh, New Year's Eve. It will drop. Mm-hmm. So uh, lock up your It'll- sons and daughters and, and get entertained. <laughs> For Ben Collin, not, Jamie, and Rocky hijinks. I, I'm not a father, so I don't know what you do with kids. Like, what do you do when you when you like? I, oh, I, I know what to do with kids, I'll, but I often get arrested for it. So. <laughs> I love these. I don't know what you do with kids on New Year's Eve. I, I'll tell you what adults do with kids on New Year's Eve. Adults fall asleep at 10:30 because <laughs> there's no way you're going to try to stay up and then have the kids wake you up at 4 a.m. I'm just, I'm just randomly, just, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm tad, just we want to close this episode. Uh, I'm just, I've still got the, um, the movie releases in front of me here, and I'm just seeing here, January twenty first, The King's Daughter with Pierce Brosnan in it. Oh, are you a fan of the Kingsman movies? I've never seen them. Oh, you haven't? Oh, I mean, James Bond, we got to cover those eventually, but I don't know. I, we might go see the the King's Man because we got two James Bond actors in that movie. Uh, Isn't that- so. Uh, you got Ray Fines, and then you got okay. uh, what's her name played Strawberry Fields. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's what a name? woman. Yeah, yeah, what's her name? Oh, and we and got Taron Egerton. Might be no, I don't know if he's in the new one. I doubt he is. April, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Come oh, on, yeah. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I want Nicholas Cage and Pedro Pascal together. A month. And Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris is in that movie as well. So, I mean, that movie looks awesome. Come on, it's Neil Pat uh, Neil Patrick Harris. It's Nicholas Cage playing Nicholas Cage. Like, why we, we, would you not love that? We'd better get Neil Patrick Harris at at least an eight or a nine because we, oh, we've come seen on. how Ben gets upset with him at a seven. <laughs> God damn it, Barney. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned for all those exciting things. Um, thank you for joining us. My name is Colin, and sorry, I Googled you. And my name is Ben and Derry. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. 
And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.